The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 1420 in the morning for this ninth day of March 2023. Today, as every day, our show is brought to you by Barn Burner Hockey and BarnBurnerHockey.ca. Use promo code 1420BARN at BarnBurnerHockey.ca and get yourself 10% off. They're all natural hockey products and apparel at BarnBurnerHockey.ca. Thank you for making us a part of your morning each and every morning here on Facebook Live. Uh was thinking about some things yesterday. It's what I do to keep this show rolling and keep things going. But I, I got thinking about the Austin Matthews contract. And we we're talking yesterday or the day before. It doesn't much matter about uh, Matthews, how he had to get rolling for the for the Leafs to uh, have any kind of shot at moving on in the playoffs the first time since 2004 and maybe going on a, a, a playoff run of some kind and maybe winning a Stanley Cup for the first time since since Christ was a cowboy. But I, and I got thinking a little bit about his contract. Now, he had a five, he's got a five-year deal. It expires at the end of the 2024 uh, 25 season, uh, pays him 11.70 a year or whatever that may be. Uh, you, you get thinking a little bit, there might be something weighing on his mind a little because, uh, at the end of the next year, at the end of this season, he becomes a, uh, a, he's got a no movement clause. And at the end of the 24, 25 season, he's a free agent. And you get thinking a little bit is, has there been talks behind the scenes a little bit, uh, of maybe Matthews moving on from Toronto or maybe Toronto moving on from Matthews. If things don't go so well in the playoffs this year, because, um, it's, uh, there's an investment there that they, they have. And the reason why I put the uh, the Kachuk narrative up on the screen here is, is, it, are, is there talks between the uh, the Leafs and the, the Matthews camp? Well, like, hey, man, we need, we need some kind of commitment from you, whether you're going to stay, whether you're going to go. So is there something maybe weighing him down a little bit, saying, Jesus, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen after next season. i got to explore my options because he's going to get a raise. He's not having the greatest year this year, obviously. Like, it's just one of those things. So maybe that's that's one of the reasons why. I mean, these guys are humans. And they have things going on between their ears. Every, it's just like everybody else. And maybe that's one of the reasons why things aren't going so great for Matthews is because this is starting to weigh on him. And he might be getting a little bit, bit of pressure from the Dubas, from the Dubas camp because Dubas has pressure on him. Because we've said before that he's going to be also a free agent at the end of this season. And if the, if the Leafs don't uh, do something of substance, uh, his, his job is obviously in jeopardy and he might not ha- have a gig because who knows what the Shanna plan is after this year anyway. So you got to think that there's, there's a reason why there's a no movement clause that the, that the Matthews camp put in there to say, hey, we, we, we know how this all works. We want to be in control of our own destiny. We want to have things going in the last year of this deal. And he only signed that five-year deal. He didn't go for the eight, 12, whatever year deal that most of these guys go for in that second contract if they can get it. Uh, but Matthews knew he, was, he could probably get a raise and a, a substantial one at that from somewhere else and, and maybe a warmer climate or any, and something or maybe playing a place where hockey's not uh, the way it is in Toronto. Some, some guys revel in it. Some guys don't some guys have a they, they love the the attention that they get some guys would rather play places where yeah you're seen by one or two people who recognize you but some people that they like play, playing in, in places with where, where they love the fanfare but this Matthews thing is kind of a uh, it's uh, it's it's an odd one because they you got to think that they're going to want something if Matthews hasn't given the, that commitment past year five and on and on and on to say okay I'll stick around but what are you giving me yeah has he said well I'm going to explore my other options and say I'm out and you're probably thinking 
Redlinski, you're out of your fucking mind. I'm swearing first thing in the morning. You're out of your mind if you they think that uh, they're they're going to trade Matthews and because uh, yeah, I you, the other morning I had the, the Penguins trade in Crosby. So who knows what goes on around here, fourteen twenty world headquarters? But it it makes complete sense to me that there's must be something going on behind the scenes. And you wonder if both camps have gotten together and said, hey, can we get something done before we we get to free agency because we want to have a commitment from you, or else we have to move on. We have to protect our ourselves for our longer term for our longer term future and everything else because we we have to keep building a hockey team we need to get some draft picks we need to get to some serviceable players we don't want to just lose you to free agency and get what don't win another cup and we we gave you 55 million bucks i mean he's gonna go they were going to give somebody else 55 bucks but you remember like they lost a, a real serviceable guy in, in in zach hyman i'm not comparing hyman to uh to Austin Matthews, obviously, but Hyman was a, ser- a real serviceable guy, second line player that could, that can do some damage, helped out that Leafs team a lot, and he's helping out that Edmonton team just the north of us uh, right now. So you you got to think that there's something uh, there's something going on there that they, there's a reason why Matthews isn't having that great of a year, and ha- and moving him might not be the worst of ideas if they don't get something done. The no movement clause to, it sets in on July the first of this year so he has it all next season on his own and like because they they like i said they knew that if, if we give the leafs the power and we don't sign we're going to move him during the season because that's just that's just what teams do so it was a smart move on on the uh on the, on the behalf of the Matthews camp, a not so smart move on the Leafs camp, but the Leafs are, were, were held, you know, not at hostage, I guess, with all these negotiations where the, the player is kind of, uh, especially a player of Matthews caliber, where he is there and he's got everything going on. He, he holds all the chips because he's, he was rolling 61 goals last year, whatever it was. Like I said, a, da- a down year a little bit this year, but you just never know what, what could happen there and protecting their assets. And they got to look after themselves. At the end of the day, it is a business and they, they're out to win a Stanley Cup for the first time ever. And winning a cup this year might say, okay, well, thanks, bye, see ya. We got what we wanted. We'll name a school after you. We'll put a, a statue up in front of the, of, uh, Air, not the Air Canada Center, Scotia Bank Arena now that it's called. It's funny how you can still name those. It's, it's everything. I guess it's just me getting old that you, you keep calling the old arenas what, what they're called. But you wonder if, if that's what they're, they're, they're thinking. Well, let's, let's see when this season's over, see how far we get. If we advance a couple of rounds and maybe that's good enough. And that's as far as we're going to get as, as a franchise. Are we going to call it good and send, say, see you later to Austin Matthews? Cause there, there is a strong possibility that Matthews is going to get a, a big chunk of change. And just the way everything's always worked out. Like we talk about the McDavid contract over the years that he's uh, underpaid at 12 million bucks, whatever he's getting. Cause he's the best player in hockey. He's not even the highest paid player. Cause I think McKinnon's got him by like a, a 400 grand or something and McKinnon's got him at that so but the way economics work it's just the next guy in line is going to get paid more and and that's something that the Leafs got to look at if they can have a the rest of the franchise uh they got to still got to ice the rest of the team right and it's one of those things that you got to look after yourself because the uh the sum is bigger than the whole of his parts right it's it's one of those it's one of those things that they got to make sure that they're looking after themselves and the future of the franchise because they still have a bunch of players that, that 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 are quite quality guys and they are rolling in the right direction but how long to keep rolling in the right direction and get the same result. I mean, like with, with Matthews, if he doesn't have a great year this year, maybe it'd be, it'd be tougher to move him at that $11 million contract with uh, sitting sit on the books for next year. Maybe if the Leafs ate a little bit of money uh, and, and did that, but are they willing to do that with a guy that, that, that they're not playing? 
that, that's not playing for them. It's an odd situation that you got with with uh, with Matthews. And you wonder, you wonder why that the like when that contract first came up, why he didn't sign the longer deal. Maybe this is what the Matthews camp had had in mind all along. We're going to move after year five. We're going to move to the LA Kings. I think that was one thing that I talked about a long a, a while ago is that maybe he's uh, wants to get closer to home, not into not into uh, into the University of uh, Phoenix or University of Arizona arena with the. Uh, with the Coyotes, because who'd want to move there in the 5,000-seat arena? But maybe in a few years, he might do something like that and get closer to home, sign a three-year deal with either the Sharks or the Kings, because the Kings are rolling there. they got a really serviceable team right now, and maybe Matthews will put them over the top, get them back in championship position again, and maybe that's something he's got in mind, and maybe that's a deal. I don't know what kind of draft capital that the Kings have, but that's something that's that you could probably look at and say, okay, we'll move here, or move to Anaheim, where they got that Zegras kid, and they can start building something around there. Because it Matthews hasn't been in the league that long. I think he was drafted in 2017, 16. So maybe just, he is getting uh, getting up there in age a little bit. It's kind of funny how these years just go on and on and on. But you, you got to think that they're, where there's smoke, there's fire a little bit, and that it, it could happen. There's uh, it's there's always a chance that that, that really is a possi- a strong possibility that 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 deal could be made. Uh, anyways, that's just my rant for the day. Just uh, take it as you will. Send it out there. I, I don't think it's a, it's a horrible idea. Like I said, you guys probably think that I'm nuts this early in the morning every day trading Sidney Crosby one day and then the next day trading uh, Austin Matthews but the Kachuk deal happened right like it happened last summer with Kachuk they ever thought he was going to be be a flame forever and look what happened with him he's having a really great season on the not so great Florida team but you look at that that deal that was made and it, it happened at kind of out of nowhere but it happened right so you wonder if that's going to happen the exact same thing where, where Kachuk's going to go to the, the Leafs and say listen I ain't signing here I, I thanks bye see you but I, I'm going to explore other options and they have they won't have a choice but to to make a deal for uh, for Austin Matthews for 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 a player to be named later, I guess is how the uh, the old saying says. And drive, uh, what is that? Draft picks or whatever. Anyways, that's my rant for the day. On this day, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Don't stay in 1993. The uh, Pittsburgh Penguins began a. Uh, NHL record 17 game winning streak uh, with a 3-2 win over the Boston Bruins. The two-time defending Stanley Cup champions had uh, four 100-point guys, Lemieux, Stevens, Tockett, Ronnie Francis, and some guy named uh, Yammer Jagger. He chipped in with 94 points. Uh, they were upset in the uh, second round by the New York Islanders in the Patrick Div- the Patrick Division Finals. So that's how long ago that was, 1993. Man, that's that's 30 years ago. That's crazy. I know exactly where I was when they lost that series to the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, lost to the New York Islanders in Bonneville, Alberta, at a hockey camp that I was doing with Tim Ace Bailey, actually. Uh, anyways, that, this, uh, on this day in 1993, the New York uh, or the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins began their uh, their big win streak and then a uh, happy birthday to NHL defenseman happy birthday Phil Housley uh born on this day in 1964 in St. Paul, Minnesota, inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 2015. Uh, Housley had 338 goals, 894 assists for 1,232 points in 1,485 NHL games with stops in Buffalo, Winnipeg, St. Louis, Calgary, New Jersey, Chicago, back to Calgary two or three times. Anyways, he had a a hell of a career. He was a hell of a player. One of the uh, more uh, offensive defensemen in in NHL history, Uh, uh, could skate and shoot the whole bit and had an eye for, eye for the net. Uh, great hockey player. Uh, one of the best American players to uh, to ever uh, lace him up. Uh, heck of a heck of a hockey player. And happy birthday to Phil Housley. Uh, for those of you who don't watch uh, on, on Facebook Live, make sure you guys t- tune into our U- 
YouTube channel. All these go up there a little bit later on. We got graphics and everything else. So those of you listen to the uh, the podcast, thank you very much. Continue to do that. But also check out the YouTube page. We're trying to grow that a little bit. Uh, had a great chat yesterday. Um, Scott Belford of the uh, the Walk Off Podcast, Toronto Blue Jays Podcast. They have a great show that they do a couple times a week. That uh, was rated the number one baseball podcast in Canada, actually, uh, in February. So they're they're rolling. They're doing really well. They started during the COVID era too. So uh, thank you very much for Scott. He was our, our on our baseball tour uh, stop in Toronto. Obviously, it was a great chat. It was a lot of fun. We talked. We probably could have talked for two or three hours yesterday. We stopped at the uh, the forty eight minute mark. I think it was, but that was a good chat. Thank you very much, Scott for for uh, for joining us yesterday and getting that up there that is up on our our uh our you uh, be up on a youtube channel later on today uh but the, the podcast is already up so make sure you guys give that a listen uh whatever you're doing today and check out all the great shows that we, we've been doing uh no show with dave tonight he's curling so uh i might do i might try to put something together as the day progresses here see if we can't get something up maybe put something up on youtube live again and, and get that rolling as well but anyways thank you for guys for you guys for listening make sure you guys tell people about the show if you're listening right now uh, make sure you listen to some other shows. Tell someone else to listen because that, that actually spreads the show a lot more. So anyways, to end the show today, we have uh, Scott Belford of the Walk-Off Podcast talking about last year's disastrous end of the Jays season. Anyways, thank you, everybody, for uh, watching the show today. And uh, always remember, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Before we get going on the tour today, Scott, I want to ask you a question. The last time the Blue Jays played any kind of game of substance, what the heck happened, man? It was 8-1. We were enjoying the Saturday afternoon of baseball. I think it was a Saturday. And then all of a sudden, the, the wheels fell off the Jays. What happened on that fateful day against the Seattle Mariners? Boy, you're just going to start right off with triggering me, eh? <laughs> well, but a, the Yankees didn't have a very good run either, but yeah. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of a lot of self, self-work, trying to push that out of my head and, and give myself less anxiety. It was rough, man. It was a complete collapse. I haven't seen anything like that as a Blue Jays fan, even a baseball fan. It's rare to see an 8-1 collapse like that when the game matters. And I think that uh, you can make all sorts of excuses as to the core was young and they had, I, I, I don't know what to tell you, honestly. And I don't think they do either. The best thing that this team can do is, is, Turn the page, man. Look forward. You don't you don't gain and garner the kind of experience that losing like that gets without going through it. I think that there is some positives to this. They're freaking better be, my man. <laughs> yeah, because if, if you dwell on that, when they brought that, I think like we'll get that near a little later on. They did, did bring in some some guys that could say maybe that with some World Series pedigree that will help them through that a little bit and say, hey, you got to forget this because sometimes you got to learn how to lose before you can learn how to win. You taught, that goes way back to the early 80s with the Oilers and the New York Islanders and the like of that stuff going on there. But yeah, I mean, it's it was just a, it was a wild afternoon of baseball. And you go, how the heck's going on? And you just kind of seen it happening. And then that bloop single, I think it was in the eighth, that just that where where Springer got his head almost decapitated by uh, Bichette's knee, and Bichette, the, yeah, and you and you just felt like this when that ball was starting to bloop over. I said that that's going to drop, that's going to drop, and sure as shit, it did, and then that was it. Yeah, it was crazy, absolute craziness. The Flailing Tender Hockey Podcast is happy to have partnered up with Barn Burner Hockey. Barn Burner Hockey is a hockey lifestyle brand that is motivated by making all-natural, chemical-free hockey products for players of all ages and skill levels. 
get yourself the Filthy Mist Deodorizing Equipment Spray, the Dirty Dangles 2-in-1 Shampoo and Body Wash. They've also got two different types of stick wax, hockey accessories, and apparel that will not only make you look good, but feel great on and off the ice. So go to barnburnerhockey.ca and use promo code 1420BARN and receive 10% off your purchase. That's 1420BARN at checkout at barnburnerhockey.ca. Barnburner Hockey is so confident that you will love their all-natural products, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Barnburner Hockey and the Flailing Tender Hockey Podcast, created for players by players.